How long gone? Uh, a, a beautiful Thursday here in LA. I saw Hunter at 7.30. I'm feeling ready to podcast with you. We're, we're doing a little mm. early today because our, our guest is, is dialing in from the bloody UK. London time. So we have to adjust, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, Jason, you, you mentioned something before we started recording um, that I'm pretty interested in talking about. Yeah, friend um, of the show, my twin brother, Chris, Chris Stewart. <laughs> Um, he, he does, uh, he does commercial real estate. If you, if you live in LA and you're looking to open a restaurant or a business, just holler at me in the DMS. I'll get you set up. He's the, he's a, he's the goat. Um, but he sent a listing from Time Out magazine, which is typically a New York rag, right? Not a, not an LA thing. I mean, as just, of late, it's become a little more national. Well, no, it's just a rag in general. No, Time Out London, Time Out New York. It's existed in many cities for a long time, especially in the digital first era. Yeah. But that's besides the point. The, yeah, the point is Time Out magazine has said the arts district was voted LA's coolest neighborhood and potentially one of the coolest in the world. That's amazing because I feel like they are only polling the unhoused maybe um for this this so when they say coolest they mean it's 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 cold at night because there's no walls and roofs. <laughs> exactly. Oh god. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean honestly I don't understand how else we could get to this point. Like I don't understand. The Arts District is one of the worst neighborhoods in the world. Um, hands down. It, there's neither art nor is it even a district. Talk amongst yourselves. Well, there's just there's just uh, so many places to go in LA to get the same stuff that's there. It's not like there's like arts district exclusives. You, you know what I mean? It's well, like a, a, there. I think the Spotify offices are there. Warner Music is there, and then you know a bunch of restaurants that were pretty cool in 2012, and then yeah, just people ready, willing, and able to stab you. And it costs more money than where I live. Yeah, I'm not going to spend a thousand dollars. What's the restaurant called? Bavel. I ain't going to Bavel. Is that Arts District or is that just downtown? <laughs> no, you're you're thinking Bestia. Bestia. That's Italian, right? Yeah. If you'll if we'll call it that. This is my whole thing with with shit like that. I'm a like, known Bestia hater. You want me to drive thirty minutes, have a shit show valet in like an office parking lot in downtown when I could go to beautiful Beverly Hills and enjoy Funky's pasta? I don't it's not a shit show. It's not a good it's not a good it's not a good use of time. You know what I mean? It's just not a good use of time. And and going downtown is is something that uh I try to do only if if kind of there's money attached or I'm forced to for some uh some mm -hmm. reason. A friend of yours is having a, a book reading at a at a store yeah, exactly. downtown or something like yeah, that. Exactly. Or no, you know, I will say I've been to I guess I've, I, you know, DSM is there, so you have to go tap in at DSM if you want a nice little treat. Them jeans DJ said at the Ace Hotel. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, there are hotels there, and I feel like they're probably uh, much less expensive than the hotels in this neighborhood, which is a plus. But mm -hmm. I think that. But at what cost? Exactly, the commute time and the kind of eyesore of the whole area. When when California, the reason people come here is for the beautiful you know the beautiful weather and it's it's a you know overall a beautiful place but that well, is not necessarily the case down there no you're you're talking about the the commute being so far away from you but chris if you if you were in the arts district you'd be home right? if you lived in the arts district you'd be <laughs> home right now what well, i mean I, I just don't even know what is there besides those remember those signs that you'd see of course yeah of course billboards if you if you lived here you'd be home right now when i was a kid i'd be like what the fuck does that mean like i i, I knew it, i knew what it means it was, it was like so obvious it was it was so 
elementary and stupid. It's good. It's that it's, I, I was unable to it's enjoy. It's good it. advertising. It's it's on. It's good, and it's always for like a mid range corporate apartment complex that you can see from the highway. So it's never. It's <laughs> yeah. not that appealing. Yeah, you know. I mean, not, I guess anytime it has to, it has to be visible from the freeway. It's not that appealing, <laughs> which is never good. <laughs> yeah. So so if you're you're driving through the arts district, you see a billboard up on some um, building that has like a bridge that connects it to like some pool area where only five year olds are going to be. And there's a billboard that says, if you lived here, you'd be home right now. And you shriek to yourself and do a U-turn and, and drive away instead of start Googling mortgage rates. <laughs> Hold on. She's saying she's going to be 20 minutes late, which I mean, I don't really care. But well, this this will give me yeah, our guest is running late because we don't know. But I did look on her Instagram stories. You know, I did my classic TJ move where I follow our guest on social media seven to eight minutes before the podcast starts that's a cl- classic move it's a classic power move. move keep them waiting nail biter down to the last minute overtime overage time beckham style um and she posted a little thing not unlike when uh, when i say hey does anybody have a, a sublet in new york starting tomorrow for the next six months yeah, in yes, manhattan yeah, yes. for under 800 yeah yeah and move in move in time is um like four hours from now um she posted can anyone recommend a quiet place near the v and a i could use for an hour around six to record a (laughs) podcast (laughs) oh that's really good what 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 is the v and a what do you think that is it's a museum got it okay what does that VNA stand for? I actually don't know I what it stands for. Victorian Albert Victorian Albert Museum. Victoria and Albert. Okay, so we're geolocating her. I'm like that guy on on TikTok who's going to find out where you live. You're at the VNA. VNA sounds like a place where you go to get like STD medication if you can't afford it. Oh, it's right by Hyde Park, Kensington. Dolchester. That's really funny to do that, uh, to poll your audience on where you could find a quiet coffee shop to record a podcast. Luckily, none of those are, nothing is quiet enough for Jason. So, uh, I mean, we're going to see what happens here. <laughs> yeah, I got an idea, babes. How about your fucking flat? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, speaking of that, Chris, all when I was edit, editing Monday's episode, I found my, or I know, I guess it was Wednesday's episode. There was like a high-pitched sound emitting from your microphone the entire episode and i was trying to figure out what it could have been it it must have been construction or something nearby i don't know i mean probably i i don't i don't you know i'm not concerned with audio fidelity in any way but i also don't want to make your life difficult um so i would have tried to uh, you know quell that if i could and i apologize that i that i was you know giving you a headache with a high buzz do you do you feel do you do you hear a background noise happening right now as we speak chris not to break the fifth wall not really not right the second no maybe it's worth it to hit up blue cross blue shield and and go visit the ear nose and throat maybe there's some <laughs> frequencies that that data can't hear no more do you, do you think because of your illustrious dj career you're hearing different frequencies than a layman like myself um no i mean well i'm I'm able to recognize different frequencies for sure but my my ears have taken quite a pounding um from being a booth bitch that uh, my my hearing mm-hmm. should be much worse than it is i hear a lot of djs complaining about tinnitus yeah of course back in my day it was called tinnitus am i right feel old yet <laughs> 
I'm suffering from a bit of tinnitus. I'm sure, and also our guest. Yeah, that's true. Who uh, keeps being later and later, trying to find a fucking studio near Marlebone. Um, she probably has some some ringing as well. Hopefully not. But I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are just like you can't hear large swaths of sound. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And I think once you get older into our range, you're able to use that to your advantage a little bit. Like it's a it's a it's a real double-edged sword of like I don't want to appear as if I'm aging or degrading whatsoever. So my I have 20/20 vision. I can hear perfectly, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. All my all my senses are sound. But then sometimes, you know, if if the ball and chain's yelling something from the other room, you can have selective listening, right? And then you could blame it on blame it on the age, not the goose. Selective hearing is something that I I've heard only affects men, um, which is interesting. Uh, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's like officially true. I, that's not like a study. That's just kind of a personal poll. Yeah, um, it, it's exciting for me though. Whenever I do it, yeah, of like course, it, it, it go it goes against everything that I typically stand for. I'm <laughs> I'm a real pick pick me horse girl. I'm standing at attention. If someone says my name, my ears perk up. I come a running. But every once in a while, I'll hear the I'll hear the tt. Speaking and of, I'll be, I'll, uh, not hearing. Go ahead, cowboys. I gotta take my pills while you're talking. Sorry, Bella Hadid. Guess what? Fr- guess what pills? Friend of the show, Fatty Fifteen. Bella Hadid, friend of the show. Uh-huh. Friend of the show has a new man, and it's uh, he is a <sighs> cowboy. Mm-hmm. This is he's he's called a cowboy by TMZ. Um, and not so famous <laughs> cowboy. cowboy. He's he's also like a Pennsylvania six. Like I don't know how he pulled this off, but he's a well known in his profession. Uh, but TMZ points out that he. TMZ points out in a very cool way that he does not have his own Wikipedia page, um, but he is an esteemed horse rider and trainer. <laughs> you call yourself a cowboy? He's known for getting an- the animals ready for competition and performances. He's been as a kid, coming from a family of horse trainers. So he's so Bella. I think Bella went to some sort of like horse therapy rehab and, and fell in love with a cowboy. Or or do you think this is merely a classic case of of Yellowstone? The Yellowstone effect, or or is it the what's his name Lana Del Rey's ex boyfriend Jack Donag Jack Donaghue from Thirty Rock? No, the that, guy from Salem. Yeah, the guy from Salem's a little different than this because he looks like he he's like, he's a little different, but like they'll they'll both wear like Wrangler jeans and like a a you know a little bit of you know a Bass Pro Shops type of yeah, but this guy's cosplay. doing it. But this guy's doing it authentically because he's literally a cowboy whereas yeah he's literally a cowboy most people aren't so does this mean this this makes uh, something but he's of, a cowboy influencer no he's not no he's i think he literally just got lucky um, how do, how do, how do you how much money can you make doing uh, what i mean i don't know what he does well she she's a horse she's a horse she's a horse girl so she like met him you know at the stables and they fell in love naturally yeah i know but i'm just wondering because he looks like he's 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 not a, like a competition rodeo guy. He's he does he's a member no, but of the, I think he's a horse the whisperer. National Cutting Horse Association, which sounds terrible. I think he's a I think he's a like horse whisperer who gets these like high dollar horses ready to perform, which seems like it could be profitable. Cutting horses essentially boils down to uh, also two two aggressive um, verbs here. TMZ, come on, boiling and cutting horses. I mean, that is Damn. that is sounds like what they're doing over at Bestia. Am I right? That's that, food. That does seem extreme. That does seem so. Really they extreme. they make sure that they can the horse can herd cattle and participate in other athletic events 
So basically, just like on Yellowstone, they're like, yeah. I'm the guy who comes in. There's You got a wild bucking bronco. Ain't nobody in this two-bit town can tame him. Well, let's call Adam Banuelos. Yeah. And he will come do that. And then there's photos of him posing next to his like sick-ass Ford Bronco with rims on it and shit. I think this is good for her. And I think that, that Bella Hadid being a buckle bunny is something that we all saw coming. Um, and mm-hmm. it's it's it, it kind of fits in with her her relaxed new Pennsylvania lifestyle. She left the hustle and bustle of the big city for a, a farm a farm lifestyle with her mom. Don't sleep on Pennsylvania dick, I guess. I mean, good for him. This this man's got a fucking glow up. I mean, this is one of the greatest glow ups I've ever seen. I mean, this is like when Julia Roberts married a cameraman. <laughs> Unbelievable. I want to know. I want to know what something's going to happen here. In in what in what sense? <laughs> Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh oh, and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time Nutrafol is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long all one word find out why over 4500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair Nutrafol.com spelled n-u-t R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long. That's neutrafol.com promo code how long. You see those memes of like she she was a crazy bitch and he was a 
nasty motherfucker and together they're we're gonna conquer the world like yes they're either gonna get married and and live happily ever after and have a tv show on on netflix that a24 produces about my so-called crazy hillbilly um i don't lyme disease life or whatever <laughs> it's either that's gonna happen or like some like it's gonna be amazing and beautiful and sweet or something like really dark and sinister is gonna happen there's gonna be no middle ground of like we dated for a couple months and we went our own ways and we still stay in touch and we really respect each other. It's going to be like, no, like this guy is going to have like a cousin who's like a Ponzi schemer. Someone's going to end <laughs> yes, up dead. Yeah, that's actually, be- <laughs> I like the idea. I like the idea of him having a, a, a fan, a bad family member who tries to inject himself in the relationship to siphon some cash off the Hadid clan. It's a little, it's a little bit of a DJ envy style Ponzi scheme. Okay. <laughs> Dude, what is, have you read about that? Because I I hear people talking about it a lot on the Joe Biden podcast. A, I watched a small small <laughs> clip where it was it was it was DJ Envy and Charlemagne, and 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 Envy was trying. Apparently, he has like a friend who's like a, a house flipping Ponzi schemer where he takes people's investment money, yes, like a known promises guy, yeah. them a bunch of money on their return, and then just runs off with the M's. And he got indicted or whatever, and now Envy is saying like. He's trying to explain like how he wasn't involved, kind of thing, and he's like, "Yeah, I got, I got to talk about something, Charlemagne." He's like, "Oh, I got to talk about something. What's it gonna be?" And he's like, "Dude, I'm being serious, man. Come on." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, what do you want to talk about?" And he's like, "Dude, you know what I want? To, like, I'm in the news. Like, I'm like days away from being invited on RICO charges." And you're like, "What do you have to talk about?" He's like trolling him. So sick. And he's like. You know, my, my lawyers told me not to speak about this publicly, but I feel like there's a couple of things to get off my chest. And Charlamagne goes, man, light-skinned people don't ever listen. <laughs> He's like, listen to your fucking lawyer. Don't talk. But he still let him talk. Like He he clearly doesn't care. He's like, he knows this is going to be good for ratings. So he's just like, of course, of course. If my boy Envy like goes to jail for 17 years, like, fuck it. I don't give a shit. I mean, I think. Which I like about Shark. I do think Envy is going to got caught up in a real estate Ponzi scheme. And I do think there's going to be some repercussions for that. Um, but it's been fun. Yeah. It's been fun to follow even lightly on like, you know, baller alert updates. It, it seems <laughs> I also just, saw. I'm keeping up on Glock topics, but yeah, he yeah, envy will much, much like Charlemagne's or I guess much like Joe buttons fedora closet. He will be an accessory to something here. Yeah. So exactly. Exactly. I also saw, I also saw a baller <laughs> alert that, so Jada Pink, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith has, has been like wilding out and, and just like, you know, just really doing too much. Like we need right in the memoir twain. We need to cut her off. But, uh, she says in the in the memoir that she was selling dope in in, in Baltimore, and Jim Jones went on Instagram and was like, basically, <laughs> I don't I don't believe this bitch. We need to find some fiends that can corroborate her story. Any and all Baltimore based uh, uh, based base heads, if you could slide into my DMs, I'm calling this raggedy bitch out. It's just so funny. Jim Jones is like, look, I stand with Jim Jones. The thing that I say often. But what he also said was like like there's a couple fiends left from the 80s they don't die like he's yeah. basically he's basically like explaining <laughs> that they're cockroaches and that you can yeah, find you stomp one. them out you go to get the little little was, duster put it in the bin and oh god it was so scurries funny. away back under the couch to live another day that made me that made me fucking chuckle i was loving that because she's getting i mean she is she is od like just od dragging our man will through the mud 
you know, saying Tupac is the love of her life. It's just, it's really been a tough, tough week. Do you think this is all her or do you think she has, you know, her quote unquote team in her ear telling her to do all this because it's going to sell more copies of the memoir? I would think there was team involvement. Or probably a little bit of both, right? I'm sure there is, of course. But I also think that like that whole, I mean, she started acting like this with that red table, the Facebook show. So I think she's inclined to behave like this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, And if there's something to sell, uh, that helps, obviously. She, she's spent the last few years seeing a clear correlation between every time I open up my mouth and say some wild shit, then the people that pay me money send me an email and say, good job, keep doing more of this kind of thing. So yeah, Exactly, exactly. And yeah. then every day the cycle repeats and everyone's like, damn, yes. bitch did a crazy thing again. <laughs> anyway, what's going on? She, I mean, the the meme of, of the picture of, of Tupac and Suge Knight in the car on the way <laughs> the night he got killed and you just see her head peeking out from Tupac's lap like she's giving Busting him Busting off a little Bellagio is, brain <laughs> in the... <laughs> in the so, leg bro that is so fucking funny I mean, it really made me laugh i was crying this shit you is know, so this, funny the, the strongest images always come together so simply like that you know what i mean that's a great that point. meme was was created before it was even created it was no, just that's, too that's easy. true that's true did you um did you see the the airmail story that everybody's talking about this this weekend the grift the prince and the twist yeah somebody sent it to me and i haven't read it yet or listened to it yet i don't know i mean I don't, I don't really, it's not a huge interest of mine to hear about a random grifter, but I can, I can be turned. It's not as, I wanted like, like most instances like this, like I wanted more to happen in the end, Mm -hmm. but the, the guy, like there's some like wild shit about like lawyers and like using AI to fake a voice (laughs) that makes it a little, like it's a little more advanced, but I also think that, I mean, I, I'm not going to ruin it for anyone but the the kind of the gist is that like you you think the guy's the scammer and then what you're like she's the scammer wait maybe they're scamming together and they're all in on it you know what i mean and you can't really you can't really decipher who's guilty Mm. i mean they're both guilty in some way i don't know it's it's pretty interesting oh this is messy i wanted somebody to die or something though you know what i mean like i wanted some like (laughs) I, i just i need more it's you know i just can't end it with like we you know that's it but there was like you know he was trying to like bribe the journalist not to publish the story and you know there's there's some nice intrigue All in it good stuff yeah there's some good stuff but i was hoping for a little and graden said pay him whatever we want um, yeah pay him so i guess all that is to say we we are now so desensitized by everything that a story like this comes up and you're like so nobody nobody died there's no oh, okay <laughs> it's a, like when you when you're stuck in traffic and you see the car accident you're like I better see some, a fucking eyeball coming out of the socket right now. Made me 17 <laughs> yeah, minutes yeah, late yeah. for my reservation yeah, at Craig. This is exactly, some fucking ex- bullshit. Exactly. Must have me fucked up if I'm not going to see a dead body. I need to see an arm loose. That's 100% how I feel about everything at this point. I, I wanted to to also discuss our, our little trip to Fendi Casa last night because I think that we... One we of really, my favorite home goods stores in town. We had dinner at Craig's in in west hollywood for a, a research project jason's working on and then uh, uh yeah the new noma stevie our 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 friend and and you know purple uh runner was like hey we're doing this fendi casa thing at this the store called mass mass b on on beverly and i was like okay we'll come by and he just responds it's a really fascinating crowd <laughs> 
which which made me more excited to go. But I, I had already I was already familiar with this uh, with this event because I was on hold to DJ it. Oh, that's right. And then um, I was you were let released. I, I was politely released. Politely, of course, of course. It but, happens all the time, especially for Fendi stuff lately. But I I was just really I was really um, the crowd was intriguing because it's like a very high end kind of futuristic home store combined yeah i kind of felt like i was in miami yeah kind of i liked it though i like really liked it <laughs> like i really liked the environment because it was like people are because because it's a home store people are like sitting on beds you know what i mean it felt casual it felt it felt like an event that people would go to on some type of bravo show that's exactly yes exactly there's, and, a, and there's like a margarita but it has like green juice in it i sent him a message this morning because i saw that kendra wilkinson um the the former playmate and reality tv star um was there and we missed her and i was telling say what now i know exactly and i was telling stevie about her reality show where she's a real estate agent and it it's one of the greatest like she's so bad at it that it's like this kid this can't be faked like she's so bad at it that it's you can't turn away she doesn't know anything about any of the zoning laws she exactly she, she can't pull a permit for shit no but she can't even say like what kind of marble that is in the bathroom and like a 10 million mm. you know like a 10 million dollar house hopefully she's you know hopefully she has has moved she past still that. says master bedroom exactly exactly Stuff hopefully, like that. hopefully she's moved i mean of course she does hopefully she's moved past that but i haven't i haven't tapped in mm -hmm. um <laughs> but i'm a little bummed that we didn't get the flick with her that would have been i think pretty good for us we did get um we did get a little step and repeat though what? feels nice warming up for the gq men of the year party F figure out what my angles are oh yeah november 16th i mean no, i'm pretty excited i mean the it's kind of a it's back at the chateau which is good obviously but it's also tom ford yeah thank christ tom ford in the building is pretty major you know like i i that's like i don't tom ford don't do much these days since he sold you know what i mean he's kind of in his mm -hmm. in his palm beach dad has lunch with lunch with bruce bozzy and gets <laughs> massages all day yeah, probably. yeah he lives in palm beach it's basically your final form yeah if things work out yeah if i if i'm able to create a conglomerate and kind of retain the rights to the 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 makeup and and, and fragrance and really cash out i agree mm -hmm. um but yeah I, I i'm excited about it and i do think that um you you found your angle. I think you're going to be good, even though you're wearing a crushed velvet shirt last night, and it worked somehow. It, it was a is an over over shirt coat, thanks to our good friends at the Gant Corporation. I'm a Gant girl. I, I it looked great, and it is it, the, in, in classic TJ fashion. It was something that if I saw that on the rack, I would walk the other way. Mm -hmm. But you choose to embrace the challenge and kind of go through the mud instead of around it. With a body like mine, Chris, anything works. <laughs> yeah, any over shirt works. With a body like mine, I can put <laughs> any shirt over another shirt, and it's kind of yeah. fun. Yeah, I'm I'm like the Sam Hine of big and tall. <laughs> I just everything looks good. Everything I'm just kind of. I'm a I'm a Wrangler. <laughs> wrangler sample size it just all looks great on me i don't know it's weird it's just you like, know some people have a a, a coke bottle figure i have when you when you crush the diet coke can that's kind of <laughs> but you crush it lengthwise the other way you know oh, what i yeah. mean instead of that's a great idea i've never instead of the traditional way i've never done that before i wonder what that would yeah that's a great I'm going to try that when we get off here with a LaCroix can. Just kind of crush it that long ways. Yeah, you love recycling. I wonder. Yeah. Crush it long ways for once, Chris. I, I, it sounds like we're on the golf course. <laughs> um, all right. So we do have a guest today. I, I, I don't know where she's going to be calling us from. Maybe the museum. Maybe a, maybe the, the tube. It could be anything. Local chip shop. 
a local chip shop, um, but uh, her name is uh, Hannah Henra, um, and she is the founder of uh, The Beat, which is like a great music magazine I've been reading for a long time that's based in London. And there's a new book um, about Beat, kind of like the history of with all the highlights that is out now. A res- uh, out now, out on Rizzoli, a Rizzoli retrospective of sorts. Cobra Snake style. She's worked with everyone from Fendi and Chanel to Nike and Tory Burch, uh, and even friend of the show Victoria Beckham mm. um, as as a consultant. Um, but you know, there's nothing Jason and I love more than talking to a lit British chick. So this should be right up our street. Like literary or like turned up? Um, actually, both. Now that you say that, Bothy. but in, I, I like turned up maybe a little more. Also, should we we appear to be around the same age, and she also has a DJ background, so I'm sure. Oh, either either Rory Phillips thinks she's a cunt or they're best friends. Or there's only one way or the other. <laughs> okay, I didn't I didn't I didn't realize she had a DJ background. Now my uh, now I'm really in. I mean, her and I are basically the same person. Is that true? Yeah, we're we're both like the same age. We both kind of DJed in a electro clash ish type of era. We're both attracted to women. Okay. <laughs> We both are. We both always have sound issues with our podcasting. Of course, yeah. Of we're, course, we're, we've both done agency creative work. The list goes on. All right, let's give Hannah a jingle, and hopefully, she's found a quiet room near the VNA. <laughs> How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp, you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me and uh yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting (laughs) therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash howlong. Nice. Career World is a new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show, Matt Rodbard. The New York Times best-selling authors of the book Koreatown. Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean cuisine, both in Korea and in Korea towns across the United States with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography. The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory and where the city's third wave coffee culture is exploding. The tour continues with late-night food adventures in Los Angeles, my hometown, and stops into the kitchens of innovative chefs from New York City to Portland, who are putting modern spins on korean classics recipes include giant short ribs whole fried smash rockfish and pineapple kimchi fried rice i'm sad i didn't get to name the foods and you did (laughs) korea world is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food available wherever books are sold
I just want to make sure you're good. You know, you're settled. You found a quiet place. Hannah, is Mark safe? <laughs> I have an empty art gallery. Okay. So just really good acoustics, no furniture, just cement and wood. Oh, my God. <laughs> no internet connection. No internet connection. I'm trying to get on there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I d like, honestly, it's like a it's like the full moon or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> or not halloween just around the corner oh my god it's scarier than halloween <laughs> okay do you want to can you do some venting here we are let's do this does that work i think it works i'm moving to a window a nicer view well i thought i could perch side saddle <laughs> okay. okay you wanted you wanted to perch i'm actually sequestered in my bedroom uh because there's too much action going on in my in my house so i'm i feel perched as well but I'm not side saddle. I'm kind of full butt on the seat. Yeah, Hannah, do you normally podcast side saddle? Normally lying down horizontally actually is my preferred method um, of podcasting or, do or doing interviews. Behave. <laughs> I like to lie on the sofa, but I today we're on, I'm patching on a radiator cover. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, are, are is is everything okay? It's okay. Now. It looks like we're it looks like we're in business now. Okay. I mean, I mean, in, in your general, personal life, in your life, yeah. Like, is everything in okay? my personal life? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd say it's fine, and not in the you know acronym of fine. I think it's <laughs> it's okay. Why? Why? What are you? No, no. Are you suggesting that it might not be? No, no. Because, absolutely well, not. You, you you just you just said you've had a you've had a day and it's worse than Halloween and a full moon and all that stuff. Well, you know, I just mean that like I don't live in London, and so coming into London is obviously there's always like many moving parts of like remembering to feed the dog and then parking the you know it's just like one of those things where. It, there's like mm -hmm. plates are spinning sure and sometimes you know like i know i didn't pay for my parking and i'm gonna get a parking ticket but that's fine you just have to roll with it okay okay i know what you mean so where do you live in, in the but thank you for your concern mm -hmm. you're welcome in the beautiful countryside <laughs> or or just like outside of the city um i live in the beautiful countryside in um I like to call it upstate London. You might know it as, <laughs> as the Cotswolds. Um, it does look a lot like, it, lo it looks like the holiday. You know, I feel like Cameron Diaz. Yes. A lot of the time. The, the film, The Holiday. You feel yeah. like, you. so you, you wake up every day, you you, you side saddle <laughs> in, the, in the Range Rover, and you feel like Cameron Diaz going to the farmer's market? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it is like, it yes, as actually, easy to find a man in the Cotswolds <laughs> as, as it is for Cameron? She made it look so easy. Yeah, she made it look so easy. Well, no spoilers, Hannah. No spoilers. <laughs> well, well, spoiler alert. I I don't. I wouldn't know about finding a man, but there are certainly <laughs> men around. Okay, so there are men in the Cotswolds. Just to be clear, we do. Okay, we've established that. It so. is. Yeah, it, there are men and women <laughs> okay but there's not I don't, a good diversity of genders in upstate london exactly yeah there's no there's something something for everyone up, up there yeah I'm, I'm sure there's yeah no i'm sure there's tons of white people up there what is the um what what is the so what is the appeal why did was, was london just too much for you? you had to get out or have you always liked the country lifestyle well i grew up in the countryside and then i moved to london ah. and and then after sort of 20 years of like 
looking at the same patch of concrete with sort of litter and my neighbour kind of grunting at me. I thought maybe it would be nice to live somewhere else. And I wound up moving just before lockdown to the beautiful countryside. And that's where I have remained since. It's very nice. You, so you got in at the perfect time. You did. I did. I mean, I live in a little village and it's it's very peaceful and everyone's very friendly and says hello and and stuff. <laughs> I have lived in other villages, which have been different experiences, not unfriendly, but everyone's been a weirdo. <laughs> village people, am I right? Well, if you go to a village, is it is it like a lot of people who've never left said village and that's maybe what's happening or... Is it expats? Sometimes. No, no. I mean, sometimes there are people who, I think because there's more space, you let your freak flag fly Mm -hmm. more freely, Mm -hmm. perhaps. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for example, in the first village that I lived in, there was a man, and um, he owned a hotel in Birmingham, which is another sort of city, Mm. where... um, (laughs) You were the the dress code for the hotel was to be entirely naked. I was going to make a nudity joke, but I felt that was be, that would be too far. It, you didn't have to. And and the woman who lived next to me had called me before I moved in. And was like, well, we're just so you know, we have parties. And I was like, well, that's okay. Like you know, I I've been to a party before, um, but it turned <laughs> out she didn't have the kind of parties that I had been to. And she sadly didn't have any parties because it was lockdown. But um, her parties were, as she called them herself, mucky parties. So you're saying that your neighbor was having group sex parties and and calling them mucky mucky parties, as in dirty. Swinging parties, yeah. Oh, that's that's the sweetest way of saying nasty group sex, right? Yeah, that's right. And then, (laughs) so then, was 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 the guy who worked at the nude hotel... Did he walk around the village exposing himself <laughs> yeah. or did he wear clothes? It was during lockdown and I I actually never met him, but I only ever heard him sort of coughing. And I rather suspect <laughs> he had COVID quite badly. But I don't know. I don't I just that's all I know is that he had this naked hotel. And then he maybe died. Like I don't Nothing know. I would love I to see anymore. more than like a 65-year-old British guy with no clothes on just hacking up a lung. Nothing sounds more picturesque yeah. to me. That, that would have turned beautiful. me gay too. <laughs> and they, they, left, they left that bit out of the... Um, out of the holiday <laughs> yeah. time for the remake yeah that one so so you've you but you think you found your forever village is that what you is that how you feel or do you think there's other villages left for you to explore in this great land i mean look you know life is long i think there's other villages on god's green earth to to look <laughs> at other other cities of course i don't i'm not i'm not wedded to my village okay but i am i'm enjoying it no. When you have to come to London, it's a whole production, which I understand because you're, you know. So do you, you stay the night? I imagine. No, well, no. It, I, I. How far are we talking? A couple hours? It, uh, like an hour and a half. Door to door. Oh, okay, okay. So I race bad. to the train station, breaking many speed limits. Usually, um, unfortunately, um, and then I get on the train, and then I'm in London. Oh, okay. But you know, there's always something you always forgot to feed the dog you're gonna come home there's gonna be a poo on the floor no poos on the floor Are you a big dog Are you a big dog person um i'm a medium dog i would say my dog is medium sized but i am a, i'm a fan of hers do you okay in 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 either of your social media bios does the word dog mom or dog appear no okay no 
Okay, that, that says everything. Thank we need God. To know. I was gonna. We were gonna hang up if if, if you were. Does if, it actually say that? But you're gonna go in and and change it as soon as we finish recording. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Okay, but I I feel like Hannah Hanra. Hello. Editor of Beat, writer, dog owner. Yeah. <laughs> Babes, it's in the bio. It's not in the bio. I'm looking at twitter.com slash Hannah Hanra. Stop. <laughs> oh, I haven't looked at Twitter for a long time. I can't you mean Twitter formerly known as no no. I've seen you on Twitter, X. Now known as X. That's what annoys me, is it no one can call it X. They have to call it Twitter, now known as X. Just call it Twitter. That's what we do. We we remove we X from the Twitter. conversation. And Good. We've discussed this at, at length because of the I, I, journalists, when referring to it, must do that because of like, you Journalistic know. Journalistic integrity? I guess. They have to like say both. And I find it a little obnoxious. Like we all know what you're saying. Like let's not give him the... I, as much as I love Twitter and X, you, we don't have to give him the satisfaction. It's my lowercase. What do you... Who do you follow on Twitter? It does say dog owner on my bio. Oh my god! <laughs> who put, who put that there? Oh, I, I would ask you the same question, Hannah. Uh, but who do you follow on Twitter is such a great question <laughs> because it, it's it's philosophical. <laughs> well, it kind of makes you think like because everyone's like, well, I follow hundreds and sometimes thousands of people. But distilling it down to that question, I enjoy like, it. Who, who, yeah, I guess Chris and I we follow journalists, comedians pranksters meme accounts scumbags soccer stars so, so just normal just normal so people. yeah it's just twitter people i'm a big fan of the for you vertical and like the algorithmic things that are fed to me because they're actually very funny and i think the algorithm does a good job so i don't know why people are so anti that because it's for me 80 80 percent of the time i'm chuckling i mean i'll be honest i don't really look at twitter yeah very like i certainly don't like spend time with it in the same way that i would spend time cruising instagram <laughs> cruising is cruising that that sounds loaded you mean cruising you mean scrolling you don't mean cruising in the way i don't, that mean, I think I, mean. I don't mean cruising in, in the, <laughs> the gay parlance of cruising i mean cruising you know like spending time lying down just floating through other people's pictures of dogs but twitter i'm very much okay, in and right. out like it's still there oh god what is it <laughs> you know I, I feel like i've switched off emotionally from twitter it's not a cruise it's not a cruise friendly social media platform why do you think that is though do you think that you don't like the the opinions of others or is it more of just like a there's loads more clunge on instagram that's true yeah i mean he said it <laughs> you're like honestly there's not that many hot chicks on twitter from what i've seen so i'm kind of i'm all set on that to be honest with you like if, if i have to be if i have to keep it 100 i did you ever were you ever a power user though and maybe in the heyday not really i feel like maybe like in 2013 in 2013 you you took a photo of your breakfast and put, <laughs> put it on there and said morning bun for the win proper cup i wish <laughs> i wish well okay i <laughs> all right overnight I mean, oats are going in the going in the ice box tonight wish me luck twitter <laughs> that's that that would be some nice wholesome content look at these you, eggs. Like to see. look at these fluffy scrambled eggs <laughs> here i am soho farmhouse well i've never been invited to the soho farmhouse can you do you think i would fit in there well i will invite you do you want to come I know we just met. It's 15 minutes from my house. There's nothing I want to do more. 
what can we do there? Just eat some hummus, like kind of same vibes. We can do how long gone live at, at Soho Country House, Chris. Yeah, that's a good idea for us. Well, are you being are you being sarcastic or for reals? He doesn't know. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I think that's a great idea. I would love to throw my I'd love to throw my wellies and my kind of okay. thigh length barber and get my groove on out there at the Soho Farmhouse. But I just it seems different than the rest of them, and it does appeal to a certain kind of person. But when I've talked to people that spend a lot of time in upstate london they i'm like what do you guys do up there and they tell me that they go on walks and that's kind of all they can say is that accurate or are you having more fun than that well do you mean when you speak to people who are at farmhouse and they say they go on walks <laughs> or do you mean people in general like what are you like what, Bo- what, both what both, do i both. well i think people in farm who are at the farmhouse are probably not going on walks i think they're drinking picantes round the fire pit and then maybe having a burger and and then going for a swim doing a bit of drunk driving <laughs> no because it's all it's like contained it's like contained it's like what's the what's the like country club where dirty dancing is like is it ketners or kellners or something it's like that you know you don't like, have to leave mm-hmm. yes yes it, you don't have to, like everything is there it's an all-inclusive resort and what 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 exactly is a picante for our listeners who don't know um i guess it's like a spicy margarita oh okay, okay are you okay. are you a pica- are you a picante girly or no I'm just a straight-up mug girl. Sure. You know, I just don't think, don't fuck with the classics, you know? Sure. I, I, yeah, we don't need to, but you're saying Soho House in, in classic Soho House form has renamed something that is already had a name to make it proprietary feeling on the menu. I think it's just British slang. Another round of picantes. <laughs> oh, scotch for me, picantes for the girls, stuff like that. <laughs> Speaking of Soho House, Hannah, how many times have you DJed a Soho House? Um, maybe like once when it first opened. So they didn't like you too much or you didn't like them too much? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. That was, it must have been a really long time ago. It's Shoreditch House, I, I DJed at actually when it first opened, which was probably mm-hmm. 100, 150 years ago now, I think. Or something, <laughs> something like yeah, it does. It does feel, it does feel old. I've actually been to that location and it was not for me um but that's to be expected i think oh yeah we wanted to talk about your djing career because jason's also a dj we're we're both in kind of semi-retirement we'll come out of the come out of the countryside for two things your friend's wedding yeah or a gig that pays a lot of fucking money that you can't say no to (laughs) that's right (laughs) (laughs) that's right yeah i mean it's i have one usb stick and if you want music that's different to that then I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but what? But when you play a wedding, like when you go and do like a DJ set, like you're going to play a, a fun party that you like, and you can play whatever music you want. You have you have that down. You have hundreds or thousands of songs like that. Yeah. But when you have to DJ someone's wedding and you have to put together a playlist of music that you might not already have, is that a chore for you? Is it a bummer to play stuff that's outside of your your window, or do you get excited by that? Well, no, I just play the same music that I would play normally, and and talk. so you just you just don't even do that. Like, well, here's all the songs we want you to play, and you're like, no, I don't take I don't take requests. Okay, I say, is there anything you really don't want? Okay, you hate Madonna, or you really want Abba? Fine, but like, I don't. What if she's really hot? <laughs> the the bride, the requester. You said no requests, but then some people might be able to get a request through the through the goalpost for you. Um, 
Do you like that I've been plummeted into darkness? <laughs> I For our listeners at home, the lights just went out in your spooky office gallery space. Yeah, I don't if she's hot and she's making a request, well then she can come and talk to me and while I look while I scroll fruitlessly through my USB stick and then um we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll find it, maybe I won't. I don't know. Oh I see, I see. If mm-hmm. the if the if the conversation is riveting, maybe it takes quite a long time to find that song you're looking for. Is that I sometimes see it's here. hard when you're in the you know, in the DJ booth and you need to <laughs> change the song and find whatever it is that they want. Of course. Of yeah. course. Oh, it's it's tough. So then you're like, might as well come around the back of the booth. I've got a whole bottle of Tito's and I can't finish it all. So if you want to have a shot or something. Do you know what? They never, I find that when you DJ at weddings, they never, they don't give you a rider. They give you, they bring you a drink and then you're like, can I have, can I, can I have another one? Can, can, and also the tray pass appetizers never come oh. to you because they treat you like some of the help don't they so annoying that is the pitch for me like it's just like you know and that is but then also you're standing there kind of stuffing your face whilst playing i don't know talking heads yeah it's a little and it's a little self-indulgence like so let me get this straight we're paying you a bunch of money to just play music and get drunk, but you also have to be eating sliders all night as well. You can't just not eat for two hours. Jesus Christ. Get, get it together. Get it to fucking together. Yeah. That's okay. Exactly. Okay. When, when was your heyday of DJing window? What years were you really in the club? A woman never tells, Chris. Come on. Well, I don't want to age myself. It's a, This is a safe space. We're all around the same age, so we can, we can commiserate with you. So I started, I think the first time I DJed was like, 2000 <laughs> and then um and then i really got into it. it as the thing that paid me the most amount of money that i was doing probably like 2006 7 8 9 okay so you, you were playing like some claxons um, remixes is what you're saying to me uh i would say there was definitely a block uh, a, um, a stuart price remix of helicopter by block party that got pretty much worn out of that era <laughs> yeah well i we i used to dj with a block party i used to open shows for them yeah so yeah so that was when i was doing and i did a lot of like clubs and then also sort of fashion parties so it was like indie sleaze era everyone was dressed really cool but also like shit weird thrown together outfits american apparel glitter awful clothes your hair was probably funky fedora hats do you know what i was actually looking at some old pictures the other day of of like club pictures and what struck me was in the same club you could have somebody dressed like they were going to a 1940s tea party with like a frilly blue flouncy dress and like red lip and hair in a bun next to somebody wearing like neon leggings and a sort of pair of specs with no glasses in and sort of upside down sweater from american apparel so (laughs) it was really a broad church um Mm. at that time broad church i like that we talk about it we talk about it a lot as it's being kind of dragged out and glorified about how it's like the worst all of us have ever looked and i would prefer maybe for that to stay under the bed you know what i mean like i don't need that to be brought back out and celebrated really i'm thrilled that it was largely undocumented and that, that, <laughs> in that way yeah it was a different in time that way. in that way it was yeah, a different true. time when, but like you know you really dressed as a sort of self as a like in a way of self-expression which is really nice 
but maybe I don't need to see that self looking back. That's all, that's Usually that, that the, the thing you're trying to express is, do you have any Coke? Is Was, was most <laughs> yeah, exactly. of the outfits that, that I came across during that time? That's uh, that's definitely how I was dressing. These jeans are skinny, but I got a fifth pocket. Let's see what's in there. You know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't... That ain't a, it ain't a game out there. I mean, those jeans, What when I look, think back to those jeans, you know, they had like the, the zipper fly was only ever sort of an inch long. It's like, why bother? <laughs> so the, so the, the, the denim, the, the, what would these were what cheap Mondays or something like that? They would have been hundred percent cheap Monday. They would have yeah. been. <laughs> okay. So your cheap Mondays are so low rise. There's no point in even having the zippers. So low. Two centimeters. Tiny zipper. You can't even fit a willy through it. Well, I wouldn't know. <laughs> My willy certainly didn't go through it. Chris, would you care to comment? I never owned a pair of Cheap Mondays. Um, I definitely had a pair of black Cheap Mondays. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I think that when I was wearing pants like that, um, I wasn't really... I was using the bathroom in different ways, and it wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't kind of for that purpose. Okay. It was more in a in a group setting. You did a lot of stuff in the bathroom. None of it involved urine. The, exactly. I could kind of hold it until I got home. You know what I mean? Because okay, I was okay. I wasn't super thirsty. You the know? bathroom for you was about stuff going in, not stuff coming out. Exactly. It was a place to congregate with my friends and loved ones. Okay. Um, Hannah, uh, when I was doing some research on the website, it said that you have a, a history of of hosting podcasts. But I went to Spotify and. I didn't see any action over there. Were were these some branded podcast opportunities, perhaps? They were. They were in that <laughs> in that sphere. Yeah. Okay. Little Tory Birch six episode series type shit. I would love to do a Tory Birch six episode Tory for this. Hey, get hey, a, slow, your, slow your easy now. We're not soliciting right now. Actually, no. Slow your roll. I'm. I've been angling for some Tory stuff for years, so I just get in line. Okay, you know? I'll take a ticket. I'll take a ticket on that one. <laughs> I've consulted on some podcasts for some brands over the years, so I sort of know that it's a it's a, a difficult space to crack where you're able to satisfy the brand's KPIs or needs that they're hoping to get out of their investment and also have it be a, a podcast that anyone would ever want to listen to. So do you have any any secret sauce or any things that have worked mm-hmm. for Crit? You're like, nope. <laughs> That's why... Uh, <laughs> But but would you agree that it's difficult to have a, a branded podcast that people actually want to listen to? Yeah, it, it's certainly. I I think it's hard when brands jump into a world that like podcasts, much like anything or like many sort of creative worldy bits, you know, work best when they're sort of somebody's genuine idea. And I feel like it's hard to then shoehorn a bunch of marketing on top of that. Don't you think? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that of being course. said, that being said, if if any big brands are looking for podcast hosts, you know, there's three of us here. I'm right here. Pick one. Yeah. You know, Jason and I can do it together. We can do it separate. I mean, Hannah, honestly, we can team up. I don't give a shit if the if the money's good. You know. Yeah, we can get Wednesdays. You'll get Fridays for Balenciaga dot podcast dot com. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds good. <Yeah. laughs> Sounds good. We got a deal. We got a deal. Um, let's talk uh-huh. about the, let's talk about the magazine because, like I told you when we when we spoke, I'm, I'm familiar and I've been a reader for a while. And I was put on by Jeff, my former studio mate, who shot of he shot a couple covers, hasn't he? He, in fact, just shot uh, a cover for our summer issue with this girl Met, who um, you might know. She was in Rihanna's 
uh, Lemon video. She's like an amazing dancer who's sort of, um, segued into music. Um, so Jeff shot her for us. But did you take a break? Did, did the mag? Was there a break, or have you been doing it the whole time? Well, I so I started in like 2009, 10, and I stopped during COVID because obviously no one was making any music, and no one was. There was no shops to put it in. We were just making podcasts instead. It was and sourdough. people were making home and home home renovations. Yeah, and <laughs> sort of kimchi. But so we didn't. There was no. <laughs> um, and it was nice to take a break. But then I realized that I sort of missed it, so I started it up again. But yeah, like you know, it's a very special thing. It, it's unlike any other magazine, really. It's like, as you know, it's big and on newsprint and has really nice pictures of lots of different musicians and. It's a really nice thing to produce. The pictures are really nice, and they're like much better than they need to be. If that if that makes sense, you know what I mean. Like I, I think that that is something that feels like that's a big differentiator because music magazines traditionally like it's different when you think about the face or ID or days. Like those would have cool pictures, but when you think about American music magazines, like Spin and Rolling Stone, never had they weren't good pictures. Even in the heyday, they weren't good pictures. Every now and again, but usually no. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was kind of the point. Like, when I started it, it was music press kind of fell into two categories. And one was the NME. So it was like skinny boys in jeans with a one-inch zipper in a picture taken in front of a shutter down Brick Lane. You're talking about the horrors, maybe? <laughs> yeah, it sounds Listen, I love the horror. I love the horrors. Like, of course. Um, I was, was at one of their first gigs. But, you know, or it was like bands covered that were like, you know, you could maybe be an L if you were Gwen Stefani, but you, no one else. And yeah. it was, felt very tokenistic and very much like, and oh, we're going to put her in this dress. So I really wanted to make something that kind of had the photography of, an ID or sort of artful, beautiful fashion photography, but stripped it back into being musicians. So how do you get these, you know, David Simses and Ryan McGinley's and all these amazing photographers? Are you just, do you have just personal relationships and, and you ask them nicely to do it or, or how, how does this happen? Cause it's, it's not that easy. Um, yeah. Most of the time I just ask them to be honest. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Well, the old I mean, asking look, route. There's no, there's no magic. There's no magic to it. Well, there is, know. there is magic because not I'm, those people get asked quite often, and the answer is usually no. Why, why, why do they say yes to you? Well, I mean, you, you hear a lot of no's, or, or not a direct no. Quite often, it's like I'm too busy or um, whatever. But you know, look, the magazine does look really good, and I think people like to take pictures for it. And I'm very, very fortunate to work with some incredible photographers. And more many incredible photographers and also new photographers which is really exciting but yeah like if you make something that's really good and you're excited about it people tend to want to be part of that yeah jason yeah J jason photographers know they're not going to make any money shooting an editorial for a magazine no matter what so it might as well be a cool one yeah you know that looks good yeah, i got it i got it and i i, I guess a, a similar through line as it pertains to podcast booking in my world is if you start out strong, like if issue one has a crazy photo from a crazy photographer and then you email the next person for issue number two and you're like, well, you know, David Sims shot the last issue. Are you better than him? Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. You know, so like people are like, oh shit, they had this, you know, and then you sort of, you, you ride momentum, that momentum. tidal wave and momentum. Yeah. yeah. Well, also like a lot of me, a lot of photographers are like, I really want to shoot whoever 
and I yeah. I offer a home for that, which is nice too. Uh, yeah, yes, that's yes, a, yes. I, I was going to say, like, if you want to, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's there's not always a home for that. I mean, there's less homes than there ever has been for this kind of stuff. There really. certainly is less homes than there ever has been, and I think which is sad, but I think good for you, but sad. Well, is it good? Yeah, I mean, it is sad. Uh, magazines are such a sort of weird, special thing. And it, it's like, I love it when I see people reading it or people tell me that they read it because it sort of doesn't feel like it's, you know, I feel like I make it and I put it down a black hole and it's disappeared. <laughs> and then I'll get a sort of DM from someone being like, I've just picked it up in a record store in Plymouth and I've discovered this band and I love them. And that's really nice. But it's not, there's not, as you know, like when we were young, there was loads of magazines. And that was how you discovered music. The the only way, really, really at, at that point, besides like word of mouth. Yeah. So you're making the magazine, but you also are you work with brands in the same way that I do, probably as like a consultant. In this, yeah, yeah. And then like I do a tiny bit of journalism now and again when somebody remembers that that's something that I can do. <laughs> when somebody's like, "Ooh, who should we get to interview?" A sort of difficult older woman. Oh, Hannah, she'll do it. Um, <laughs> but I love that. That's so you're you're able to you're able to wrangle an old battle axe. That's one of your specialties. Bitch wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> bitch wrangler. What is? Can you give us an example of a bitch you had to wrangle? <laughs> Who is some of your favorite bitches that you've spoken to over the I years? I couldn't possibly <laughs> oust my bitch list <laughs> i know, I know. Um, but i do find that I, I i am often invited to interview a certain type of person which is fine i'm very happy to do that and that um type is lesbian or, or lesbianish oh okay well everybody's lesbianish now so that opens the window a lot more <laughs> i know care to comment on that hannah are they hannah are they going to make you interview boy genius or are you going to put your foot down well i hopefully want to do them for the cover of the magazine okay <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably I think that's probably doable, right? I mean, they're you know that's they're available. I've I've interviewed Phoebe before, uh, but I haven't done all three all three of them together. Yeah, at the same time, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> would you do it one on one, or would you do all three together? Group interviews can be difficult. Oh, we're talking about interviewing. I would go. I would go one on one. I would go one. Yeah, on group one. interview sounds like hell. Yeah, we've had we've had issue, issues with it, even this show when it's like a duo. It's fine, but it, it's it's a lot more when if you know if it's Jason and I and and two other people versus Jason and I versus one other person. It's it's tough. Yeah, that's a lot of voices in the room, isn't it? Well, for also once you once you do an interview like that, then you have to go like actually write it. It's a real pain in the ass. So many voices. Yeah, that's why I've though Hannah. Let me suggest something to you. Depending on the outlet. Because of our prolific podcasting, people come to me for stuff like that, and they only I can force it to be just a Q and A, because that's what I, we do on this show. Yeah. So it's like I don't I'm not I'm not going to do all this bullshit about we were at the Bowery Hotel, the sun was setting, and Phoebe, you know what I mean? Like I, I just that no one really cares about. Well, that. you know, as you know, as an avid reader of Beat Magazine, every interview that we do in, in the mag is a Q and A. For the same yeah, that's what I, but, thing. I, but I, and but also like it's so boring when you pick up, you know, those interviews where they're like, she nibbled on her cheesecake yes, and was exactly. wearing a cream sweater <laughs> with, a, you know, like it's like it doesn't make me like this person or know anything more about them. I think when you do a Q and A, you get so much more out of people, and like you find out what they sing in the shower and like mm. what they have for breakfast. You know, I think you, it's 
it's much more insightful. No, I, I totally agree. I just find it funny that, that, I mean, also that kind of interview is dead now because celebrities won't let anyone talk to them really. So it's, it's become mm. a different, a different kind of challenge. But also like they can so, so control, like you don't, I don't need to ask whoever I'm interviewing about how they grew up because they can put that on Instagram and then everyone knows that they grew up and like here's my childhood home oh you grew up in a thatch cottage like I don't need to talk to you about it that's this is exactly this is exactly how we feel honestly it's very similar like I'm just like I don't care about how how you made this album really like I'm care more there's a lot more to your personality than to like the recording process or whatever exactly I mean you know you know that the recording process is normally quite boring too. That's exactly my point. It's like, oh, so you went to a studio for a month? Okay. And it was kind of hard? Damn, that's crazy. But you're happy <laughs> with the results? Congratulations. Like, it's You not- made the songs and then um, you, you mastered them and then they sound good now? Exactly. And now it's on Spotify? That's so crazy. Damn, that's crazy. You're, in a, you're, a, <laughs> you're, you're a real artist. This is sick. Um, wh- all right. So... so the book is there's a a tome and it's kind of the the best of collection basically of of the beat is that the idea yeah it's like basically 13 years worth of pictures and some little quotes from q a's and some scrawlings of some thoughts of mine in <laughs> in one place that you can love and cherish and sort of show off to people that you're interested in these things um mm-hmm. and that's nice it's nice to have because you know like magazines are disposable particularly if they're newsprint so it does feel like you kind of check it away once you read read it but having everything in one sort of solid thing is is really nice unchuckable i would feel sad i'm not gonna throw mine away good i'm gonna sell it i'm not gonna throw it away please do i didn't get my co- i didn't get my <laughs> copy i didn't get my copy yet but i'll follow up with georgie and make sure i receive one i you know what i i, I like you hannah i might buy it full retail oh, honestly i might you. do that I, I might do that i like to support the arts you know that's very kind do you think it's a do you f- do you feel like it's a um like a a, a closing of a chapter and it's like it's different now or does it just feel like another part of the the process to do something that kind of cumulate you know shows it all do you know what i thought it would feel more like and that and that's the end but actually it feels more like oh i should carry on doing this because everyone really loves it like you know obviously i had to ask every artist and photographer if i could use their image and they were like yeah when are you gonna can i shoot someone else when are you gonna do the next one and it sort of mm. galvanized me into kind of wanting to grow it and make it bigger and better and you know Great. better pictures so it was just so yeah i thought it would feel really finalistic and it hasn't it sort of felt reviving that's great i mean that's the best possible outcome i would say yeah what what's the um what's the the revenue structure on the magazine how does it how does it make money um well we work with brands and to do little creative projects with them okay in the, in the way that all magazines do, so that could be like an event, or we collaborate with a musician, or okay. you know whatever whatever you want, I'll do it. And you and you, uh, the magazine is it, it costs money to buy it, or is it free? It's free. Um, okay, it's actually free. It always has been. The it's on you know it's on newspaper, mm-hmm. so it felt weird selling it. I think that's smart. And I think also like people pick things up that are free and it means there's no pressure. So you can put anyone you want on the cover and you know that it's going to be picked up, Mm -hmm. which means that you can do new musicians in a way where you might not be able to, if you had to like 
rely on everyone knowing who was on your cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's like I mean that's also how I mean that's how a lot of things were growing up. You know what I mean? There was like the weekly Vice. Yeah, I mean Vice was like that. Like everything was kind. Of, there was so a many- picture of a dog shit on the cover. It's free. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I'll pick not it up. to bring it- up that again. <laughs> um, you, you had, uh, you, you've, you've worked with Lily Allen. Chris has a bit of a crush on Lily Allen. Can you get her on our podcast? Um, I mean, I don't know Lily personally. Oh no. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure she would be delighted to be on your podcast if you, if you reached out, but I don't. That's, okay. that's what I, I've, I've made contact and it's been a slow going. Um, but you know, she follows me on Instagram. It's a, it's a start. You know what I mean? We're, we'll get there. I'm more of a war paint guy, and he's more of a Lily Allen guy. <laughs> Telling me all I need to know. And we're both kind of little little mix guys. Wait, who's your favorite little mix? That part was a joke. That part was a joke. <laughs> Actually, I'm not I'm not well versed in the little mix universe, but I would love to know who your favorite. They're they're sort of like a smaller Spice Girls. They each one has a more defined role, or is it a little? Are they more mixed? Um. <laughs> I would say different to the Spice Girls. Like obviously, I was a teenager when the Spice Girls were a thing, and now I'm not. Sure. But I think if you were a teenager at the time of Little Mix, I would say it would probably be equal in terms of, you know, size of fandom. Um, they are not dissimilar, I guess, in terms of pop music, but they are all, yeah, there's different personalities in there okay which who who's your who's your favorite little mix girl perry is my favorite yeah perry perry was the f- most she dated one of the one direction guys right i'm sure <laughs> she dated zane oh the goat the og my junkie king yeah, perry's looking good i see it okay yeah i've never heard a single little mix song unfortunately well i won't sing one to you but but i i, I think i think <laughs> you know Guys, just start at the top. Get on Spotify and just start at the top and work your way through. Uh-huh. Work your way down the list. The anthology. Exactly. This is Little Mix, BBC Radio <laughs> One. <laughs> this is Little Mix. Um, Hannah, thank you for joining us today on How Long Gone. It was a pleasure. I'm sorry I was so late and sort of flustered and flappy. That's not you know my usual. But I've enjoyed sitting in this dark empty art gallery no you're a pro you're a pro and we we appreciate the time i know life is hectic uh, look we get it okay i know we make it look easy but our lives are also hectic i mean everyone's is i'm afraid that's true it feels like when you're not 25 it turns into sort of ju- constant juggling the gr- great way to put it <laughs> uh and, and the book is called punk perfect awful uh, out on Rizzoli next week, right? Um, it's out. Oh, it's out now. It's out. Yes, it is. It is called Punk Perfect Awful, um, which is the sort of natural lifespan of things. Mm-hmm. And it's out. It's out, 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 baby. Amazon.co.uk. <laughs> Hit your local Waterstones. You know what I mean? Bring your card. <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Hannah. Thank you so much. And we, uh, the next time we're in London, we'll hit you up. We'll. We'll come around. I'll take to you Soho to Soho Farmhouse. Soho Farmhouse. I'm taking. I'll, I'll drive on the wrong side of the road. I'm ready to risk it all. I'll take you for a picante in Soho Farmhouse. It's a date.